financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Good morning. Good morning, Jess. How are you? I am excellent and I'm excited about today's show because you have brought along a guest. I'm really happy to have him back. So Ben has been here with us before, but yes, we have Ben Braverman from SMS Financial Services. So welcome, Ben. Hey, good morning, Francis. Good morning, Jess. Nice to see you guys again. So I would say that Ben and I work together a bit. He is a guy that is not in sales. So just so people know, if we're talking about this topic today, he's not selling you anything. He's not giving you advice. He's an expert in this area. And because of that, I often call him and uh, have a working relationship with him about what is new in the area, what's new in the industry, what might be the best product for somebody. Maybe I have a really complicated case and I want a second opinion on it. I might call Ben and he might involve other team members, including, you know, JDs, attorneys, accountants, whatever. And together we work as a team to try and find the best solution for people. But Ben is not in sales. Even though I'm writing the contract, he's able to help me with a lot of information because it's a quick changing industry. So we're going to be talking about annuities today, maybe a little general chit chat about them, but in specific, a special kind of an annuity called a fixed indexed annuity. And so I'm going to leave Ben a lot of time to talk here and I'll interject when I think that there's something I can add. So Ben, would you tell your side of the story about what it is from your desk when I call you and what kinds of things you do that help us? 100%. So I work with financial advisors all around the country, and I advise advisors on things from marketing to business development. And a lot of it comes down to product, like fixed index annuities, uh, with or without certain riders. And as I understand it, we're going to dig into guaranteed income a little bit today as well. The reason being is Francis is the CEO, the CFO, the CMO of her office. She wears a lot of hats. There's also a lot of different annuities out there. So for that reason, we work together to make sure that her clients are in the best strategies, the most appropriate strategies that are going to give them the most amount of upside relative to their goals, be that capital preservation Mm. or guaranteed income, which is typically where a lot of people near entering retirement find themselves. Yeah, I would say that since I'm an independent broker... Um, and I don't work for one specific company, what I'm looking to do is get the best I can from any company for my clients. And because of that, Ben is right. I, I am the president of Hug Your Money, of course, and one person can only do so much. And so I rely on experts in the industry rather than saying, I know everything, mm-hmm. I'm omnipotent, and I don't need any help. So Ben and I have been working together for, I don't know, three or four years, I think. Yeah, Ben is my first go-to person. So we are going to talk about guaranteed income, but also things that make specific indexed annuities, even though we won't uh, mention company names. But there are specific products out there that really have unusual features that are are very helpful to people. So buying an annuity is a lot like buying a car, I like to say. You know, mm-hmm. if you ask your friends, hey, what kind of car should I get? They will all have an opinion. They will all think their car is probably the best or the worst. And none of them will be in your position, but they're quick to spend your money or tell you not to. So annuities, if you typed in annuities or even fixed indexed annuities into the web, you would get so much information. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right product for you or the wrong product for you. It has to do with your specific situation. So let's start off about talking about why somebody in an an environment where CDs are at four and a half, five percent, and people are saying, so I'll just get a CD. Mm -hmm. Why would anybody want to buy an annuity that offers fixed income? 
you know, guaranteed income for the rest of your life. So I'll let Ben talk about the environment a little bit, if he would. 100%. There's a couple of different things going on here. So yes, right now you can go down to your bank and probably get a five-year CD in the neighborhood of four to 5%. That's a reflection of the really high interest rate environment that we're in. Why are we in a high interest rate environment? There's any number of economic reasons, but the result of that high interest rate environment is that, yes, you're finally seeing some decent yield at the bank, and that's great, but it's only potentially for the next five years. Also, if you put non-qualified or post-tax dollars into that CD, you're going to get taxed on it every single year. Furthermore, indexed annuity companies, which are insurance companies, have access to an enormous inventory of AAA rated corporate bonds. And when you buy an index annuity, they take about 87.5% on average of whatever money goes into that annuity, and they buy AAA rated corporate bonds. So if you're seeing 5% at the bank, in all likelihood, either through income, which can be reflected as effective yield, or participation rates inside of indexed annuities, you could actually potentially make an excess of 5% and still beat the bank. So for that reason, like a lot of things, what's what's in the window of the local credit union or advertised by the bank might look attractive, and it certainly is. But if you go out to an independent broker like Francis, there's a good possibility that she can find you something either more long-term or short-term that could also offer a higher rate of return because it's leveraging the same interest rates as the bank, but it's going a little bit farther with some some more advanced options pricing, as well as some different strategies like guaranteed income. Mm-hmm. So would you rather 5% for the next five years or 5% plus for the next 10, 15 or even 20? And how that what that 5% actually looks like can take some different forms. But effectively, if it's moving the needle in your retirement, that is the goal for these different strategies. Something specific comes to mind when we're talking about this. I love it when Ben talks about the market and, and all the things that people love to hear, but then I have to sort of reduce it to, okay, what does that mean to the average person? And so here's an example. There's a product that I like to use that offers something called an income rider. Mm-hmm. So the fixed indexed annuity could work just like any other investment vehicle where you put X number of dollars in and if the market does well, it makes money, right? Now, in fairness, if the market does poorly, that account may have protections, principal uh, protections, so it doesn't lose money. That's nice. But what I like to use that product for is the income rider. Now, you have to buy the income rider, but it costs you about as much or a little less than what most money managers charge you to manage their mutual fund or whatever. It still gives you that principal protection I'm talking about. So you're not going backwards. When the market takes a tank, you might have a zero year, but you're not going backwards. But what it really does that I love is if you buy that income rider on that specific product, it gives you a bonus upfront for income purposes and a guaranteed rate of return, a guaranteed roll-up, an interest rate, essentially, for the 10-year timeline or when you turn that income on, whichever comes sooner. And when you turn that income on, that can guarantee your income for the rest of your life. And when you die, whatever's left over can still go to a beneficiary. Now, when we're talking about bonuses right now, I mean, sometimes they're 10%, sometimes they're 20 That product right now at the time of this filming is offering 30% bonus which is enormous. So if you put 100 grand in there, $100,000 becomes 130,000 overnight for purposes of income. You're not walking away with that in cash. 
But when you turn the income on, it's based on that 130000 plus, in this case, an 8% per year guaranteed roll-up for 10 years or until you turn income on. So there's a handy-dandy little calculator that I can show you. It's open to the public. I can't give the name of it right now, but I can show it to you, and you can pop any number you want in there and see every year what that income column will have grown to. And that is the number that they're basing your lifetime income on. So in most people's cases, they aren't going to take out their half a million dollars, $4 million, whatever it is, in a lump sum at retirement time because they're going to get hammered on the taxes. Mm -hmm. Most people are taking it out as a stream of income. And I know Ben and I like to talk about this like it's like privatizing your pension. So I've said what, what I wanted to say about that, but I'm going to ask Ben what his take is on why that might be so appealing right now, not just with a bonus, but with an 8% rate when CDs are maybe at four or five. So that gets even better there, Francis. And that maybe that can bring full circle what I was talking about before. So you mentioned somebody puts $100,000 into product A. Product A has a 30% bonus and an 8% compounded roll-up. To the consumers out there, what does that really mean? Well, that means that if you're 60 years old and you put $100,000 into that strategy, if you want to take income after one year, you're going to get something in the neighborhood of $6,700 a year guarantee. So what is that? That is 6.7% of your purchase payment guaranteed for the rest of your life after one year. Now, why do most people purchase CDs? Most people purchase CDs to pull the interest. They either are using it as a safe money solution for accumulation, but the way a lot of retirees use CDs and the way a lot of financial advisors who may not leverage annuities talk about CDs or fixed income is we're going to pull the interest. So you're going to take 5% from your CD interest only, and that's going to be your income. So again, do you want 5% for maybe the next five years? Because interest rates might go down and then what's going to happen to those CDs? The rates are going to go down. So you're only going to get 5% for the next five years. With just one of these strategies that Francis is alluding to, you could effectively get 6.7%, $6,700 out of a $100,000 initial premium inlay, 6.7% for the rest of your life guaranteed. And because of the innovation in the index annuity market, there's a lot of strategies now. Well, there's some strategies that also will give you the potential to retain your premium or it's known as your cash value, but that's not necessarily guaranteed. However, ultimately, if you're purchasing a CD to draw the interest, why would you not? take 6.7, and that's just waiting one year for the rest of your life. So if you're 60 years old, you're going into a CD, you're getting 5% for the next five years. Great. Then after five years, interest rates are back to what, 2 3%. What are you going to do now? On the other hand, right now, income is on sale through people like Francis. So you could get 6.7% for the rest of your life. You could even get, think about this, if you defer a few more years, that same annuity, and I'm going to go ahead and say annuity because I don't think it's a bad word. I think these are fantastic, productive strategies. You could take as much as 10% of purchase payment, which is a great way to talk about guaranteed income because it's a little bit easier to understand. That means in 10 years, you're going to get all your money back. Find me a CD where you could draw 10% interest for your entire life. Is there a price point, though, that you would recommend getting into an annuity at? Like you're mentioning 100,000. Say you had 10,000. 
Is a CD better at that point or still annuity would be better? Not that one is better than the other. It's that one might be a better choice for you than another. And I would not say that it's there's a price point where it makes more sense than another, but I might change my advice to somebody based on that. For instance, if they only have $10,000, the income on that is going to be very small. It may not be worth them paying for an income rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many of these products have, you know, a $10,000 or $20,000 or $25,000 minimum. But it's very unlikely that somebody with $10,000 is saying, here's my retirement nest egg. What am I going to do that's best with it? At that level, they're still trying to figure out how am I going to save for it? Mm -hmm. And I do have some advice about that, suggestion about that. Another kind of product that might be a good fit for them that we can talk about in the second half too. But in this case, I just want to remind people that when Ben is giving those numbers, it's probably straight off that calculator I'm talking about. And he's talking about a 60-year-old person the next year. When most of my clients are saying, oh no, I'm, I'm, I want to retire at 65 or I'm happy working still part-time or I want to do it later. Now, the older you get, the higher that income is going to be for two reasons. One is that you've deferred it longer and you're grabbing 8% a year on it right now, compounded plus mm-hmm. that bonus we talked about. And the second is that the government tables say, you know, you'll live a, a shorter period of time. So they have to pay out your money over that lifetime, mm-hmm. which means your payments get larger. It's very easy to illustrate this for anybody that's considering this idea and is just afraid of the word annuity or fixed indexed annuity sounds even more complicated. It's like 30 seconds. I can show you whether this is what money is going to come out of your retirement nest egg doing this part of your retirement nest egg. And before we go to break, I want to make that point. This is not for all of your money. Nothing should be for all of your money. It's a tool. It's a strategy to use. It's a great one. It works very well for retirees, especially anybody interested in safe money and unsure about what's going to happen with the market. Because I'll tell you what, you might want to wait and say, well, when my CDs are done, then I'll look at this. But let me tell you something. When the CD rates drop, the annuity rates will drop too. So if you want to do this, you should think about it as early on as possible in this environment when exactly what Ben said, probably the one takeaway from this is income is on sale right now. And that's the way to look at it. Okay, perfect. We'll get into more of this with the second half. It's a really great conversation. Ben Braverman and Francis Ram, the money doctor, part two of financial fitness coming up next on WHMP. When it comes to investing, we're taught the higher the risk, the better the reward. Francis Ram, the money doctor, says it isn't necessarily true. We need to remember that with risk comes the potential for losses and making up losses can set us back or worse, delay our retirement. You've heard the testimonials for years about how her patented program helps people become 100% debt-free, far ahead of schedule. But did you know that for more than 35 years, Dr. Ram has been helping people retire well without unnecessary risk? Dr. Ram says most people mistakenly accept that in order to earn attractive interest rates, they must tolerate risk and that choosing safety means settling for lackluster returns. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can earn competitive rates and minimize taxes without risking a single dollar of your hard-earned savings. Contact the money doctor at Hug Your Money for a free consultation. Call 413-773-3333 or visit HugYourMoney.com. Welcome back to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, along with a special guest. We have Ben Braverman from SMS Financial Services. Welcome back, Ben. Hey, Jess. Hey, Francis. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. One of the reasons you like to talk about payout a certain way is to make it easier for people to understand. Can you explain again how you think about that? So we talked about this a little bit in the previous episode, because right now, 
CDs are finally really attractive. Banks finally had to give in, right? For the longest time, you were getting 25, 50, 75 basis points, which is just uh, something that people in my industry do obnoxiously. All that means is 0.5%, everybody, um, in a CD um, at the bank. Now you can get something in the neighborhood of 5% for five years, which is great. But what we were talking about is there's a strategies by index annuities where you can get guaranteed income for life. And if you're the purpose of buying the CD is to pull the interest for income, which is what a lot of consumers are doing, then consider this. Oftentimes with strategies that Francis has access to, you can get five or 10% of your initial purchase payment back in the form of guaranteed income. For easy math, let's say that you give $100,000 at age 60 to XYZ carrier. That XYZ carrier, five years later, gives you a $10,000 a year paycheck, regardless of whether the market is up, down, or sideways. And if you buy it now, if you put that money into it now, regardless of where interest rates are for five years. So $10,000 of $100,000 is what? 10%. So if you think that, as a lot of consumers do, if the goal is to pull the interest from the CD to supplement Social Security or a supplemental retirement income, then through an indexed annuity, you can actually get effectively a 10% yield or a 10% return in the form of guaranteed income, 10% of your initial purchase payment for the rest of your life. When we think about 10,000 as part of 100,000, and that's really, really attractive. And guess what? Five, 10, 15, 20 years out, regardless of where interest rates are at, and regardless of where the market is at, is at you'll still get that $10,000 a year paycheck or what, what have you. Furthermore, the reason that the insurance company can afford to do this is because they have access to AAA rated corporate bonds that banks have some access to, but to not the same degree. And for that reason, they have even higher yields that they are able to pass on to the consumers, just like the banks, but in the form of more long-term strategies. So 5% for five years or 10% for the rest of your life. Yes, I think Ben has reiterated that point perfectly. But one of the questions I get is, well, how is that possible? How can they pay a big bonus like that? And then this guaranteed income, something must be wrong. How are they making money? So I would like to say Ben's just pointed that out. First of all, they know how to make money probably better than the average person. That's what actuaries are for. They have access to wholesale pricing, which we don't have access to. And of course, there is a surrender charge on these kinds of annuities, much like you to have a penalty if you pulled your CD money out early. So that's it's pretty parallel, right? They're going to feel a lot like a CD because they're safe money. They have surrender charges if you pull too much out early, but they have great liquidity. Even if you're not turning the income on, that specific product I was talking about, you can get 7% after you've been in it for a year, 7% of your balance without a penalty from the company. That doesn't mean you're not going to pay taxes on it, but it does mean you may not even turn the income on yet. You might take that 30% bonus, 8% roll up and two years from now say, I want a little bit of money and take your 7% out and leave the rest of it there for the future time when you're going to finally turn the income on. So there's several ways to get your liquidity out of these things. It's not just stick your money in there, make a choice for income today, and you're stuck with it. Mm -hmm. In fact, this particular product, you can actually turn the income on and off, something that's probably too complicated to get into right now, but that's a very unusual feature. Let's say that you're thinking of retiring, you decide to turn the income on and two years from now you say, no, I want to go back to work. I miss it. Well, now you've got so much income, you don't need the income from the annuity. Why take it and pay the tax on it if you can defer it further? So you turn the income off again, right? 
And then a couple of years later, you could turn it back on. So there's a lot of flexibility to these. When I think most people have the idea that if you have an income generating annuity for life, it is the old fashioned kind. It's just a fixed annuity, an immediate annuity where you buy it, you put a lump sum of money in, you get the income for the rest of your life, and you have given up that asset in order to do that. That's the kind of thing we used to use for nursing home avoidance and things like that. Mm-hmm. We hardly ever use those kinds of annuities in my practice any longer. So the next thing I think people would say is, well, what happens to my money when I'm gone? You know, in, in my CD, I put a beneficiary on it. So I draw the interest, but whatever's left goes to my beneficiary. Mm-hmm. I'll ask Ben to talk about that just uh, to give him equal time about how in this specific product. And I do want to take save a couple minutes to talk about the solution for Jess's client that she mentioned. So yes, to your point, we're in the golden age of annuities. We're in the golden age of innovation with respect to annuities. So it used to be that an income annuity known as a SPIA, which isn't a bad strategy, it has a place just like a CD has a place, just like exposure to the market has a place. I am not an all or nothing consultant. While I consult specifically on annuities, there's a place at the table for a lot of different strategies to have a fully diversified retirement portfolio. That being said, these old income annuities, you essentially we're giving your money to the insurance company in exchange for a guaranteed income stream, not unlike a pension, but a pension insofar as when you died, other than maybe your spouse being able to take over that income or pension, there was no real asset left. And that's what makes the strategies that for good reason, Francis is especially bullish on so compelling and competitive. I call it G plus A, guarantee plus accumulation, which is the ability to have a unequivocal guarantee of income, as we discussed earlier, be that 5% of purchase payment, 10% of purchase payment, 12% of purchase payment, but also have some underlying indices that should generate a rate of return. So after 10, 20, 25 years, even after you've been taking that income stream, you still have real cash value. And what is that cash value? Well, number one, Francis, it's cash. It's money that you have access to. So with less than 25% of retirees having some type of long-term care plan, it's money that in case of an emergency, to Francis' point, you could turn off the income and use it to supplement some other unanticipated expense in retirement. But what else is it? It's legacy. It's real cash value that your designated beneficiaries, be that your children, your church, your charity, whomever you want it to be, will get whatever is left in that cash value account, that A account, that account value, even while you're still getting that guarantee, that'll go to your beneficiaries. So it's a fantastic combination because it satisfies two major concerns in retirement, which is outliving your assets and also an inability to leave a legacy. So this marries the two together. And on the one side, you're guaranteeing that you're not going to outlive the asset. And on the other side, um, as long as we get a decent rate of return in the indices, you have a good possibility of still leaving a legacy. Will the beneficiary in that part, would they get a lump sum of what was left or would they get the guarantee? They would get a lump sum. There is something called a joint income benefit, Jess, where I could say, you know what, I want to make sure that I'm going to buy this strategy 
with my retirement dollars and I'm going to make my wife uh, a joint income recipient of the income. Mm -hmm. So if either of us passes away, the income stream continues. So if if it's $10,000 and I die, she continues to get a paycheck for $10,000 or vice versa. Then when we both pass away, unfortunately, whomever our beneficiaries are, which in this case, whomever that may be, they'll get the remainder of the cash value. But you can only just, just to clarify, there's no strategy out there that will continue an income stream to your children, but there is ones between spouses. Okay. That's just how it works right now. Yeah, that was a really good question, Jess. I know that we're getting short on time, and I promised to address the question you had about what if somebody had $10,000, would this be the best kind of a product for them with this income rider? And I would say, you know, in certain circumstances, maybe, but probably not. With a smaller amount of money like that, we might opt for a different kind of an indexed annuity or a different kind of product altogether. It might be something else completely different. Mm -hmm. But I like to use two products in combination with one another very often for people because they offer different things. So for somebody with, say, $10,000, maybe they have $10,000 over here and other money over here, I might use these two in combination. And the second product I'm alluding to is also a fixed indexed annuity, but rather than buy the income rider on it, I might use it because it has an upfront cash bonus. The first one we talked about had a bonus, but it's used for income purposes. This one would be used for cash. So you put your $10,000 in, and if it has a 15% bonus, immediately it's worth $11,500. Mm-hmm. And then you have the income, I mean, the earnings based on the market. But it also has that particular product also has liquidity in the first year, which is very mm-hmm. unusual. So remember when we started talking about this, I said, you know, this is not a one size fits all. I didn't say it, but I paraphrased it. It's not a one size fits all product. Right. We use different kinds of products for different solutions. We very rarely come on the air and talk about specific things. These were were too good to ignore. And I wanted Ben to come on and and share this with everybody. But you could get, for instance, in that annuity, if it's liquidity you're worried about, like I'm putting this in a money market account because I need it to be somewhat liquid. I might need another $1,000 this year. Okay. You could get 5% of that contract out in year one without a penalty from the company. And after year one, 10% per year. So you have some liquidity. Could you take it all out? Sure. But you would suffer the surrender charges on anything over your free withdrawal. But the same sorts of things. These products go to your beneficiaries. Maybe an important point for people is that annuities avoid probate. They precede your will. In case that bears repeating, the money goes directly to your beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get stuck in a will. Now, when might that be extremely important? Let's say you're leaving somebody some property. You know, all my money's in my house. I'm going to leave my house to my kids. Well, who's going to pay that mortgage if there is one? until this money gets freed up. And that takes a long time sometimes. Yeah. It can take a long time. And those annuities might generate the cash or, you know, or the income in order for them to be able to survive and not have to do a fire sale on that house that you thought was your biggest investment. Yeah. Lots and lots of reasons to use different products. Obviously, today we're talking about fixed indexed annuities, but obviously we use everything we can to try and make a good plan for clients. I would just ask Ben uh, for any last words, anything we didn't talk about that you think we missed and was important for this show, Ben. I would recap that we're in the golden age of annuities that in this high interest rate environment, insurance companies have more yield. And for that reason, whether it's $10,000 in a scenario that Jess outlined, $100,000, a half million, 
million dollars, 50 to 60% of your portfolio for most retirees, you should have some type of risk mitigation, be that you're mitigating legacy risk, be that you're mitigating market risk or sequence of returns risk, or mitigating longevity risk, i.e. outliving your assets. And there's a lot of different annuity strategies to address that. But just like you don't want to have FOMO about missing out on that so attractive at the bank, the last thing I would want is retirees five or six years from now when interest rates come back to earth to think, shoot, I could have gotten myself either a really, really great private pension and retirement in the form of guaranteed income, a really, really strong long-term accumulation strategy as a complement to the market, something a little safer, or a really, really good legacy strategy. So I just want to thank Ben Braverman from SMS Financial Services again for joining us, and I hope you'll come back again. Well, let's get your phone number, Francis. 413-773-3333 here at Hug Your Money. Or you can visit info at hugyourmoney.com. Ben Braverman, Dr. Francis Ram, thank you so much. Thank you, Jess. Have you heard about Get the Tea? It's an online herbal supplement company with high quality standards. You cannot find these in stores. They carry cleansing teas and targeted herbal supplements for all your health needs. Go to getthetea.com today to order yours. Health shouldn't be put off. It should be a priority. And check out their specials page for sale items. That's getthetea.com. Enter code TEA123 for 10% off exclusively for my listeners. Getthetea.com, code TEA123. Order today. This is Francis Rayum, the Money Doctor. Now you can become 100% debt-free, budget successfully, and retire well, all under the Hug Your Money umbrella. I'm Shannon. I'm from Greenfield. I'm Kevin. I'm from Franklin County. When Shannon first mentioned it, I was like, no, no, no. I said, honey, <laughs> your profession is your profession, and you are amazing at it, and it involves being in control of a lot of things. I said, but sometimes you have to let control go to somebody who knows more in a different area. And I said, she is professional. She knows about finances. So let's let her help us. And then when we left your office that day, he was like, holy crap. I'm so glad you made me do that. Debt, budget, retirement. Hug works best when we work together. Schedule your free consultation with a Hug Your Money coach today. Visit HugYourMoney.com. Hug Your Money. So unique, it's patented. Financial literacy and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler, along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Good morning. Good morning, Jess. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been nice weather, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, the light is starting to feel like spring out there, and yeah, very yeah, nice. Very for nice. sure. What are we talking about this week? Well, so we have to talk about a scam that's going on uh, because I've had two clients now with this problem, and about a year ago, the FBI put out this this article about it, this warning, Mm -hmm. and still it's going on. And I will tell you right at the beginning, if you think you would know this scam, if it hit you, you won't. So I'm going to tell you how to protect yourself from it as well. But boy, they are getting really, really good at this. The scammers are getting scammier. Uh, They really are, Jess. In fact, if you think about it, you've probably, probably everyone listening to this show at this point, at some point, has received a notification that their credit card or bank or payment app has had a a breach Mm -hmm. and now they're going to offer you free identity theft protection, et cetera. Right. Yeah. And then you get, you get lured in. Yeah. Well, the thing is that's legit. They have had a breach. I I remember uh, TJ Maxx. I got a a letter from TJ Maxx one day saying our, 
our data has been breached and some information of yours may have been compromised. It's so weird. Your info was with TJ Maxx at a shopping outlet, Francis. Oh, it could be. It could be anywhere <laughs> because they give you a credit card that has a MasterCard or a Visa logo on it. I'm just I'm so, teasing you because you were shopping. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> sorry, I missed that one. I shop just like anybody else. I just like a bargain. And I try to give things a ride in my cart and do all the things yep. that we talk about. Um, but yes, I was shopping at TJ Maxx, I'm sure. And I have one of their cards. And uh, of course, you know, in case anybody's ready to criticize me, I pay it off in full every month, of mm -hmm. course. But it is a convenient thing to have. And I get perks for it and, and all of that. So there's a right and a wrong way to do this. But if you've ever received one of those uh, data breach notices, then and these have been going on for about a decade, mm -hmm. then what should go through your mind is not just, oh, great, they gave me identity theft protection for free, and I can monitor my credit report now because my data was breached, but the horse has left the stable. What happened to that data? Yes, we can protect your credit through freezes and fraud alerts, right? We can do that, but that means that information is out there. So. What's happened is after about a decade of those kinds of breaches is that information is sourceable and the scammers are getting it. So let me give you an example. Okay. A client called me, I don't know, a week or so ago, maybe two weeks ago now, panic stricken. Uh, gee, he was working on his computer. Some pop-ups happened and said, your computer has been you know, hacked. Uh, you have a, a virus. You must contact us immediately. And said something about they were trying to take money out of his account. They never got the complete story on this. But what I did get was that he went to the bank right away. He shut his computer off. He went to the bank or called the bank and explained what had happened. There was apparently a phone number on the computer that he was supposed to call mm -hmm. from the fraud alert department, which prior to going to his bank locally, he did call. And they knew a lot about him. Mm -hmm. And this has happened twice in the last couple of weeks where clients have called me and said, but I know it was my bank because they knew the last four digits of my account number. They knew my previous addresses. Mm -hmm. They knew my social security number. And so when you get one of those calls in or you get a fraud alert that panics you, in this case, this guy was told they were trying to so I guess what happened is he got a pop-up on his computer and it said, this is a fraud alert. Your computer has been hacked. We're your bank. And they knew the financial institution that he mm -hmm. banked at. Yeah. And someone is trying to take $22,000 withdrawal from your account. Oh. Is this you? Yeah. And so he, of course, immediately thought, oh my gosh, my bank is trying to protect me. It's my bank. They know me. They're in my computer, right? Online banking and all. And so... He immediately called his bank and said, no, it's not me. Now, the best thing he did is he called his bank and said, no, it's not me. And turned the computer off. Like we do training on this all the time. And yeah, they're like, get exactly. out, like don't connect through your computer because you're even making it worse. That's exactly right. However, the second person didn't do it that way. Oh. The second person did call the phone number that was on the computer. Mm -hmm. They did give up a lot of information and they did believe that the people on the other end were their bank. All the stuff that they got looked correct. You know, everything was masked properly, but they never called their bank directly. And so what happened is uh, the person, the scammer, had enough information about them. For instance, their social security number, their account, all of that. And then they had them start to do what the FBI has, has uh, written this article about. So when, you know, I often come online and talk about or on the air and talk about things that were 
put out by the Federal Trade Commission or Consumer Reports, I mean, Consumer Protection Agency, something like that where we know, okay, this is a scam and they're putting this out. But when you start to hear from the FBI on it, then you know it's getting complicated. Mm. So this gets really tricky because there's like a four-step process to the scam. Did this, um, real quick, did the second person that you were talking about, did he end up losing money? Are you going to tell us what happened to him? uh, No, I'll tell you what happened, but they did not lose money to date that we know of. Mm -hmm. But uh, when they called their local bank finally and said, you know, I think you should be aware that I, I just fixed this problem. I got your notice and I was going to get scammed, but I did it okay, right? I did everything. And the bank said, wow, really? Because... We don't have anything like that on record. So when he called his bank and said, what do I do? Now that he realized he had been scammed and the people had got e- gotten even more information from him, such as his email address that was on his uh, bank account, right? When he went to the bank, the bank didn't tell him, put a freeze on your credit report, notify the police. Instead, they said, you need to have your computer cleaned. That was some sort of virus on your computer because nobody ever talked to our bank. It wasn't here on our end. Yeah, but unfortunately, so, he'd already given information over the phone. So even though you yeah, have the computer, you know, that's already out there. That's right. And what you don't know is, yeah, it didn't have anything to do with the bank yet or now. And maybe the bank would have caught it. But what if that person was doing uh, something to prepare for a future scam? So now they actually have this person's information, including the email on the account and all of that. person called me and I said, look, we have to do other things. You need to put a freeze on your credit reports immediately. You need to notify the police. You need to change your account numbers. You need to get new credit cards, new checks, all of that. And we involved the bank and the bank, in fact, did help us to get all of that done. So the person is, we hope, relatively well protected. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that they won't get something else somewhere, some other piece of information, and they can use it in some other way. So I would like to talk about the FBI and this particular scam. Um, but first, I, I just want to ask you, do you have any questions, Jess, or have you known anybody that something like this has happened to recently? Well, I know myself personally, um, it's not similar with the virus and the computer, but I've been getting a bunch of text messages that my UPS package has been delivered and I don't have anything uh-huh. on order. You know what I mean? So I just delete them automatically. But I feel like if you followed up on it, there's some kind of scam there. Yeah, I don't get them that say my package has been delivered. Instead, I get a package that says your UPS package is is at our uh, sorting location and we can't deliver it because we don't have your information. Can Mm -hmm. you contact us? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I would just delete, delete, delete. But the thing is, you know, some of us are very um, tech savvy. We get text messages all the time. You get good at understanding what, what is a scam and what is not. But just yesterday, I had something pop up on my phone immediately, and it said Google at the top. wasn't from Google, obviously, but it had the Google logo, you know. And it said, your iPhone, which, of course, I have, but also, you know, doesn't, don't millions and millions of people have iPhones. There's a pretty good chance that you might have an iPhone if the scammer's doing this, right? Your iPhone, or they might have said your Samsung, but they just take a shot in the dark and they get enough, you know, they catch enough flies with their honey. So your iPhone has been compromised. And 28%, your virus has attacked 28% of your memory. And if you don't do something about it immediately, your iPhone will crash. Mm. And you were supposed to click the link to go and find out what to do about it. Now, even the best of us on the busiest day, when you get something like that, and maybe you've had some emotional upheaval in your life or you've had something, you know, it's possible that, that people who are even tech savvy might click on it 
and then where are you? I can't tell you where you are because I didn't click on it. So right, yeah. I don't know what would have happened if I had clicked on it. But those are the kinds of things you really, really, really want to be careful of. So just in case you don't make it to, through the second part of our show, I just want people to know one thing that I will tell you at the end as well, which is no matter what is happening that is causing you to have fear and panic and feel like you need to make an, an, an emergent decision, then you need to back up and be proactive rather than reactive. Mm -hmm. And so if it looks like your bank is calling you, if it looks like your bank is texting you, if it looks like you have a problem with your computer and you're supposed to call a number or click a link, don't do it. Stop and say, if this, you can even tell the person on the phone if you're talking to them, look, if this is legit, I'll call you back at my bank. But do not call the phone number they give you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they'll say, sure, that's fine. Let me give you that. Do you have the number? Let me give you that number to call. And one of the biggest tricks that scammers use is, you know, saying something that's a sense of emergency. So you kind of forget those steps. Like, you know, a big thing's going to happen right away if you don't do this. Yeah. I mean, yesterday, Xfinity was doing work on the lines in my area. So I had a kind of a crazy day where I knew my internet service was going to come and go and there could be holes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Issues in the middle of the day. And that's the day that I got that message that said, oh, your iPhone has been hacked. You know, now if I didn't, have this rule in place where I'm just not clicking. Mm-hmm. Don't click the link. You don't know who it came from, right? I, I mean, admittedly, we send links to clients that are, you know, that are um, approving that we send them a link, but it's obvious where it came from. They can click it or you can copy it and paste it in a browser. But I'm going to say with the sophistication that the scammers have gotten these days, I, I really want you to be extra careful. You know, I don't care if you get a link from Hug Your Money. I don't care if you call us and say, is this really you? Great. <laughs> yes, we'll tell you it's really us. Mm-hmm. I remember that uh, a few months back, we had somebody claiming to be in Boston, Mass, in one of our locations, I right? A satellite story. office. Yeah. Yeah, using my name personally and calling people that, that they may be found as a friend on my Facebook page or something and telling them that I said to call and that it was a great investment opportunity and I wanted them to buy in. And I promise you, all that person had to do was call us and say, is this really you? And they would have learned. No, no it wasn't us. But like and you said, he lost about yeah. And like you said, most people are distracted. Everyone's living life. So they count on that. No doubt. No doubt. So I will tell you exactly the four steps uh, that the FBI has warned about so that you can understand why even the most sophisticated people might fall prey to this. It isn't that somebody, you know, isn't tech savvy or got fooled easily. I mean, this is sophisticated stuff they're doing. And so I really want people to be aware of it and aware of what to do to avoid it. Okay, we'll talk about all of that in the second half. First, let's get your phone number. Absolutely, Jess. It's 413-773-3333. And you can go to HugYourMoney.com. We'll be back with part two of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. That's coming up next on WHMP. When it comes to investing, we're taught the higher the risk, the better the reward. Francis Ram, the Money Doctor, says it isn't necessarily true. We need to remember that with risk comes the potential for losses and making up losses 
can set us back or worse, delay our retirement. You've heard the testimonials for years about how her patented program helps people become 100% debt-free, far ahead of schedule. But did you know that for more than 35 years, Dr. Ram has been helping people retire well without unnecessary risk? Dr. Ram says most people mistakenly accept that in order to earn attractive interest rates, they must tolerate risk and that choosing safety means settling for lackluster returns. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can earn competitive rates and minimize taxes without risking a single dollar of your hard-earned savings. Contact the money doctor at Hug Your Money for a free consultation. Call 413-773-3333 or visit HugYourMoney.com. Welcome back to part two of Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler along with the money doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. Hi. Hey, Jess. We're talking scammers and it's, it's depressing how good they are. You know, if they weren't good, they wouldn't make money and they would all go away. Mm -hmm. That has not happened. And the more breaches we have of our personal information, the more likely it is that you might become a victim or at least a target of these things. Particularly if if you have great credit and and that has been out there somewhere and somebody sees, oh, look, here's a person with an 830 credit score. (laughs) Let's let's target them. So I'm glad you brought that so, up. Let me just ask you a quick question here because sure. I've I've heard this before, which this will make you cringe, but I've heard it before from people like, I don't have good credit anyway. They pick the wrong person, like where they just don't worry about it because they're like, oh, good luck to them. They pick the wrong person. But there are still things that could happen even if your credit is not great, correct? Yeah. Forget the credit. What about a passport that says they're you? Mm, yeah. What about a driver's license that says they're you? And then they get into an accident, total a car and, you know, have registered it in your name. I mean, if they can steal your identity, there's a lot of awful things they can do to you besides your credit. Mm-hmm. I do recommend a freeze on your credit report, whether you expect fraud or not. I, I wouldn't live a day without a freeze on my credit report because I can lift it when I want to. If I want it alone, I could lift it. But basically, nobody needs to get to my credit report without my permission. Right. So a freeze on my credit report, it's free to do. You can do it through Experian, Equifax, or TransUnion. And I think that's really an important thing because, yes, they could still try to steal your identity, but they can't spend you into the poorhouse if they can't get your credit. Mm -hmm. So you'd have a problem on your hands if they steal your identity for sure, but you haven't got mortgages and car loans and all kinds of debt out there with your name on it that you didn't take out and is now being defaulted on and they and you can't prove that it wasn't you that took it out. Right. So that's a that's a real problem. So I promised to tell you the four steps that the FBI is is putting out there. And first, they call them acts, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, and Act 4, like it was a play. And this is the Internet Crime and Complaint center, which we call IC3 at the FBI. So act one happens when you get an automated text and it will say something like, this is a free message from your fill in your bank name because they know who your bank is. Mm -hmm. In the the first case, say it was a a local bank. So this is a free message from the bank you're banking at, uh, from their bank fraud alert department. And it will ask you, did you attempt an instant payment in the amount of, and there will be an amount, 5,000, 10,000, in this guy's case, it was 22,000, right? Mm -hmm. Did you attempt this instant payment? Now there's a scare tactic right there. It's instant, 
oh my gosh, I have to act immediately, right? right? Yeah. Did you attempt this instant payment for this large amount of money? And it will end with the typical reply, yes or no, or one to stop receiving these messages. So for all the world, this looks legit. Well, it's got sure. your bank name in it. It says it's an instant transfer. They're trying to protect you. Did you do this? And all you have to do is reply yes or no. Well, of course, you're not going to reply yes, right? You didn't do this instant payment thing. Right. So what happens when you say no? Yeah. So you shouldn't reply at all. What you should do is call your bank. Mm-hmm. But when somebody says, did you just try this instant pay- this instant payment or transfer for $10,000, you're going to respond probably. So you respond no. Now, when you respond no, the next automation kicks in. Act two, what happens is you have to remember that the name of your financial institution changes from victim to victim. So does the amount. So you can't say to your friend, hey, I got a message from my savings bank locally or my cooperative bank locally, and it said $5,000. Watch out for that one. You just have to tell people, you know, scammers are going to change this all the time. It's going to be your bank and whatever amount of money they decided to put into it. So now that's changed. And what they're going to say in act two is now that you've replied, no, our fraud specialist will contact you shortly. Okay. Now act two begins when the fraud specialist contacts you and you answer the phone. Again, remember I said that this guy the second person answered the phone and gave them all kinds of information. I'm curious, by so, the way, are they advanced enough that when they call you, the caller ID shows up like a legitimate number? Yes, it does. And it's very often masked as your bank. Okay. So this is why I'm saying this is not some lightweight scam. You just have to remember to protect yourself from this. Don't engage. Call your bank directly. Be proactive. Mm-hmm. If it's coming from your payment app, reach out to PayPal or Venmo or whoever's sending you this message and make sure it's them. I know it's a pain in the neck in the middle of your day to try to find a phone number and call these places, but you will save yourself so much headache if you do it. So now you answer the phone and the fraud specialist, not surprisingly, knows a lot about you. Mm -hmm. They know your name. They know maybe your previous addresses. They maybe know your social security number. They probably know the last four digits of your account number, right? Because of all these breaches that have happened over the over the last decade, all that information's out there. Yeah. So you know, you get they talk about your background information. They convince you that they know what they're doing and, and that they're there to help you, and they're from your financial institution. And then things get really tricky in Act Three. In Act Three, here's what happens: the scammer instructs the victim to take their email address off their digital payment app, Hmm. right? Because remember, this is an instant payment that you didn't initiate. Right. So they say, oh, immediately to protect you, take your email off that app and they instruct you how to do it. So now you remove your email from the app, but they also ask you for your email address. What's your email address? And you give it to them. And now what they're doing is they're adding your email address onto a bank account, which the scammer controls. Mm. So now they've got your name, your last four of your account number, you know, a bunch of information from you, social security number, whatever. And now they've got your email and they've attached it to a bank account that they control. After that email address has been changed and you tell them what your email address is, they tell you, you're going to love this one, they they tell you to start another instant payment in your app for the same amount, which is going to reverse or cancel the instant payment, which never really happened. Mm. Now, is this where a lot of people dump out? Like, I think that I might go along up into that point. I think, you know, you might, but you have to remember how good these people are at it. Mm -hmm. If somebody called you from your bank that sounded like, you know, they knew you and they had a lot of this information and they were there to protect you from this scammer who is acting very quickly in an instant transaction, right? Mm -hmm. And they say, look, here's what I want you to do. 
you know that banking app you have of ours? Yeah, I want you to take your email out of there. I want you to change it. Okay, what did you change your email to? Okay, what's your email address? Okay, great. We got that on our end now. You're safe. All right, this is going to be fine. Now, the scammer can't get to your money, but let's make sure that we reverse this transaction that they did or cancel this transaction so that you don't lose that money. Mm -hmm. Now, I think a lot of people, a lot of people would say, whew, thanks for saving me. Okay, I'm doing it one step at a time. Right. First of all, they may not even know how to do that, take their, their email address off their app and put another one on and all that. So somebody's walking them through some technology mm-hmm. they may not be comfortable with. And let's remember that a target of a lot of these scams are people over 65. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now here you are with a situation, right? And And you believe that they're there to help you. So now they get your email. They tell you to make this transaction so that you're going to reverse the one that is pending already or cancel the one that's pending already. When in fact, what you are doing is transferring money from your bank to their bank because they have just stolen your email address, et cetera, and set up a new bank account. Yeah. Now, if you think that's bad, Jess, Mm -hmm. what's worse is that these scammers have been known to follow up with the victims for days afterwards oh. to make sure that the victim feels comfortable that they haven't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm just following up on that. I just want to let you know, whatever they say, there's been no other activity on your account. The instant person was, you know, this thing was solved, whatever it was. Now, the, the FBI article doesn't say why they do that. So I can only guess why they do that. And I think they do that, first of all, so that you don't go running to the authorities saying, I've got a scam. Mm-hmm. Gives them a little more time. Yeah. And secondly, because after several days, that transaction has cleared and it's in their bank account for sure. And it's harder for you to get it back. Yeah, I can imagine it's near impossible to get money back once it's gone. Well, if yeah, I mean, if you can prove it immediately, sometimes you can get it back. But for the most part, you know, they're so tricky. They're so sneaky about this. They fold up and they just they just disappear. I mean, you don't have a real phone number from them. You don't have an email address from them. All you have is somebody on the phone with a number that was masked as if it came from your bank who you gave information to and who you voluntarily gave your email address to because you thought they were there to help you. You know, and good luck. I mean, this when I said, you know, the FBI put this article out a year ago, I, I don't remember if we talked about it a year ago or not. We, we may have. But the fact that I've had two of these in two weeks mm-hmm. yeah, uh, of my clients calling me saying, I had this problem, you know, can you help me? And thankfully, the local banks have been great. Both people were banking through a local bank and, and they've been great, but it didn't come from them. What are they going to do? Right. So they're not really responsible for it. But they're definitely not responsible for it. And, yeah. and they've been really, really nice to help these people, you know, to calm them down, say, come in in person. Let's give you all new account numbers. Here's a list of all your automated uh, payments that were coming out of your account. So you can go back and set those all up again with a new account. Mm-hmm. What a pain in the patoot. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's going to take you two weeks to get new checks mm-hmm. if you still write checks. And then, you know, the worst of it is, at least the first person I talked to, second person kind of had an idea they had been scammed. The first person really thought it was legit and they were really worried that they'd lost, you know, all this money out of their account. And how come it didn't show up on their banking? How come I don't see this? What's wrong with my computer that I can't see this withdrawal? Mm -hmm. And they were still believing that it was a problem with their computer when in fact it was a very intricate and very sophisticated kind of a scam. So, you know, it doesn't bring me pleasure believe me, to come on the air and talk about what to be afraid of. And I really wish there was a better way to catch these thieves. 
And some people will say, well, I just want away from the digital world. I don't want my information out there. I don't want any of that. And if you've done it from the start, you know, you never got a computer, you never went into anything digital, you never applied for anything online, uh, you don't give out any information to anybody over the phone. If you really have lived that life, you've done okay. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, most of us started out being trusting and saying, oh, oh, I can bank online. Oh, won't that be convenient, right? right. Yeah, for and, sure. And there is immense security around banking online. I'm not trying to scare people away. I bank online, okay? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't worry that I, my accounts are going to get hacked. I put the protections in place we talked about, a freeze on all my credit reports, and I, I do a multiple identification, you know, multiple verification on all my accounts mm -hmm. so that it needs my face or my handprint or my fingerprint. And that will help to protect you from a lot of things. But if you think... Uh, getting out of the digital world now will just, you know, minimize the problems you have. Might it? Yeah, I guess it might. But it really, the information's out there. The horse left the corral, you know, too little, too late, whatever, whatever you want to say about it. So now the best thing you can do about this is to protect yourself. Uh, and if you hear of a scam like this, report it to the FBI or the Consumer Protection Agency or your attorney general's office or any authority you can think of immediately who will guide you in what to do and where else to report this stuff. Um, but absolutely enable multi-factor authentication. That's what the term I was trying to think of. And uh, if you get any sort of unsolicited mm -hmm. message that says it's from anything, basically, I'm from your bank, I'm from your payment app, I'm, you know, I'm from your doctor's office, whatever it is, if it's unsolicited, just don't engage. Just hang up and call your doctor's office or your bank or your app or whoever it is you have to get to. Uh, call them on the phone at a number that is verified. That's one maybe on their official website mm -hmm. or one that you already have on your phone. But whatever you do, do not call the numbers or reply to the emails that the people contacting you who contacted you in an unsolicited manner are giving you. Because all you're going to do is get back to them and they're going to just make you feel more comfortable and more willing to give up your identification and your money. Yeah, it's unfortunate. This is another thing that we have to worry about. But if it hasn't happened to you yet, it's going to happen or at least to someone, you know, at least the initial, you know, text or trick that they're trying to get money out of you because it's just going to keep continuing on. Yeah, I think so. And I think maybe the scariest part of this, besides the fact that they can mask the phone number and the email and all of that. The scariest part to me about this scam is that the scammers didn't run away. I mean, when they run away instantly, you kind of know like, oh, man, I got scammed, right? But when they're calling you every day to make sure that you're, mm -hmm. oh, are you doing okay? You're sleeping all right? Because we protected you, you know. When that's happening and they're stretching this out for days, just convincing you that you haven't done anything wrong and that everything is okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. they're probably just waiting for the money to clear or get more money from you, right? Uh, and continue to tell you that there are more scams. That to me was the creepiest thing that they didn't go away. It's like somebody robbing your house and they come back every day <laughs> and continue to rob your what's, house. What's right? for dinner tonight? Yeah, awful. Yeah, I mean, creepy, really creepy. All right. Well, so, if you need help with this, I would definitely recommend calling Dr. Francis Ram. Absolutely. They can reach us at 413-773-3333. And, and of course, you're welcome to call us directly. And if we call <laughs> you back, you can hang up on us and call us again. It's okay. <laughs> Excellent advice. Or you can visit HugYourMoney.com. 
Have you heard about Get The Tea? It's an online herbal supplement company with high quality standards. You cannot find these in stores. They carry cleansing teas and targeted herbal supplements for all your health needs. Go to getthetea.com today to order yours. Health shouldn't be put off. It should be a priority. And check out their specials page for sale items. That's getthetea.com. Enter code TEA123 for 10% off exclusively for my listeners. Getthetea.com, code TEA123. Order today. This is Francis Rayum, the Money Doctor. Now you can become 100% debt-free, budget successfully, and retire well, all under the Hug Your Money umbrella. When I was diagnosed with the spinal cord tumor, a lot of financial damage had been done. This can put a strain on, on your marriage. Instead of going right to that place of, oh, panic, take more money out, we'll be all set. This time, we did contact Hug Your Money. So it was a whole different experience. I can't even put it into words. I mean, night and day. She's just invaluable. We don't know where we'd be without her and Hug Your Money. The recommendations, the strategies, and I have a a final word, if you will. Her financial experience is priceless, but she's also a wonderful person. Debt, budget, retirement. Hug works best when we work together. Visit HugYourMoney.com. Hug Your Money. So unique, it's patented.